Hello and welcome to Goodnight Moose, where you can tune in for a light morning start, an afternoon nap, or even a nice cozy in for the night with a bit of story time. I'm so glad you're here. Today we're going to continue our chapter book series, The Lost Fairy Tales by Anna James, and today we'll be reading chapters 17 and 18. Let's settle in, breathe deep, and dive into our story. Chapter 17 I Need to Come Up with a Better Story Silence immediately fell among the princes who stared up at the young woman glaring angrily down at the crowds. Will you all just please leave me alone, she shouted. There was a further beat of silence, and then all at once the men started caterwauling again. Rapunzel, Rapunzel, let down your hair, they shouted. No, she yelled. I don't even know any of you. Why would I let you climb up my hair? So we can rescue you, one prince shouted. And marry you, another one called. I don't know you, she repeated. I do not want to marry any of you. Also, I'm 17. I don't want to get married at all, let alone someone older than my dad. But princesses have to marry princes, one more shouted, and it's how the story always goes. Well, it's not how this story is going, I can assure you. I am making an executive decision to change my happily ever after. Now please go away. Fine, one prince said, I'm leaving. He started walking away very slowly. This is your last chance. I'm really going. I'm very rich, and I won't be able to hear you change your mind if you leave it any longer. The only answer was a banana skin that came hurtling out of the window and hit an entirely different prince in the face. The one who had been trying to call her bluff stamped his feet. I didn't want to marry her anyway, he said loudly, so the other princes could hear. I'll get Daddy to find me a better one and he turned on his heel and left. One down, a voice echoed from the window. I've got all the time in the world and a lot of bananas. It didn't take long for the princes to get bored once they realized Rapunzel was being entirely serious, and they started to disperse. Tilly scanned the crowd again, but there was still no sign of the original Prince Charming or Oscar. And before long, there was only one prince left, sleeping curled up on the ground sucking his thumb, everything having gotten a bit too much for him. Where on earth are they? Tilly was stuck somewhere between exasperation and panic. We could ask her, Jack suggested. Pointing upward, Rapunzel was tentatively sticking her head back out of the window to assess the scene below and spotted Jack and Tilly. Oh, you're still here, she said, sounding annoyed. We're not with them, Jack called up. We don't want to marry you, I swear. We're just looking for our friend. One of the princes kidnapped him. Ugh, they really are the most entitled, useless collection of people I've ever encountered, Rapunzel said. Is there just one left? She pointed to the sleeping prince. Yes, I'll get rid of him, Jack offered, and poked the prince with his toe. What? It wasn't me, said the prince, spluttering awake. Where's everyone gone? I'm afraid it's all over, pal, Jack said firmly but kindly. She picked a prince and galloped off into the sunset with him, and everyone else has just gone home. 
you'll have to go and find another damsel in distress. Ugh, the prince said, standing up and brushing down his over-the-top arrangement of lace ruffles. Do you know, he said, I'm not sure my heart's really in this catching a princess malarkey. I've always been ever so fond of Eliza, who works in the bakery in the village. She makes the most delicious bread, and we do make each other giggle. I might forget this princess thing and just see if she wants to grab a glass of mead sometime. I think that sounds like a really solid plan, Jack said, clapping him on the back. Maybe lose some of the ruffles before you ask her, though? The prince smiled and ambled off into the distance, talking about Eliza and her excellent cupcakes as he went. Host is clear, Tilly shouted up to Rapunzel, and she stuck her head out again. Cheers, she called. I'll be right down. All of a sudden, a great torrent of tangled blonde hair was shoved out of the window and fell to the floor in an extremely matted heap, with twigs and moss and even what looked like a bird's nest caught in it. As Rapunzel hoiked herself out of the window and started climbing down the mess of hair, it became clear that none of it was actually attached to her head, and her real hair was cut into a sharp bob with angular bangs. She kicked out her feet and slid down the final few meters with a confidence that showed it wasn't the first time she'd exited that way. "'How do you do?' she said, smoothing down her dress. "'I'm Rapunzel. Nice to meet you. Thanks for helping me clear out those princes. I owe you.' "'You're welcome,' Jack said, dipping into an awkward half-bow and coming over all bashful." "'So you can come and go as you please?' Tilly asked, gesturing at the matted pile of hair. "'Of course,' Rapunzel said. "'I like to put word around that there's a wicked witch keeping me trapped to try and put all the princes off. "'I obviously misjudged, though. "'It actually seems to be yanking all the particularly annoying ones out of the woodwork. "'I need to come up with a better story. "'Or acquire an actual witch,' she said thoughtfully. "'Dad put them off. Thin out the crowd, you know.' Anyway, you said you'd lost a friend. I get a pretty good view from up there. What do they look like? Well, he's called Oscar, and he's about the same height as me with brown skin and black curly hair, Tilly said. And he'd be with a prince who looked a lot like all the rest of them, but without the horse. The prince stole Oscar and took him to come and find you, which is why we're here, but they obviously didn't make it. Which direction did they come from? Rapunzel asked. That way, Jack gestured, through the crack in the sky. The crack in the sky? Rapunzel repeated, sounding confused. What does that mean? It's kind of hard to miss, Jack said. It's a big old... Well, it's a crack in the sky, down at the bottom of the hill. You must be able to see it from the top of your tower. In fact, I'm kind of surprised we can't see it from here. He trailed off as he looked down the hill, where there was no sign at all of anything unusual. "'Will you show me?' Rapunzel asked, curious. "'Of course,' Jack said eagerly. "'What about Oscar?' Tilly reminded him. "'We're looking for clues,' Jack said. "'Something obviously went wrong between the crack and the tower, because we saw Prince Charming's horse left there.' "'Fine,' Tilly said. "'But we have to find him before that blackness swallows anything else up.' Sorry, what is swallowing what? Rapunzel said. I've obviously been in my tower for too long. I'm very out of date. I'll fill you in as we walk, Jack said as they set off, 
and began chatting animatedly to Rapunzel, with Tilly following a few paces behind. As they walked back down the hill, Rapunzel called nonchalantly to Tilly. "'Do watch out for the puddles,' she said. "'What puddles?' Tilly said, confused by both the lack of any surface water or indeed by the danger of puddles, should any exist. Rapunzel gestured to her left, and Tilly looked and saw that there was indeed a puddle, not of water, but of nothing. The same nothing that was behind the three bears' doors and in the seven dwarfs' house in the tree. It was more of the same negative substance, like a black hole, just a gap in the grass that was sucking light into itself and not giving anything back. You couldn't see the bottom of it, or any perceivable edges either. It was just blank space. Do you know what it is, Tilly said. I have no idea, Rapunzel said cheerfully. It just appeared. A prince fell into it the other week and vanished. I was watching him leave from my window, and he wasn't looking where he was going. And then, zap, he was gone. So I'd avoid touching it if I were you. Are there more of them, Tilly asked. Not that I've seen, Rapunzel said, although I think that one is getting bigger. Totally normal thing to happen, Tilly said under her breath, moving away from the edge of the non-puddle. Just a huge puddle of nothingness in the middle of a field sucking princes into it. The farther they got down the hill, the clearer it became that the crack in the sky was not where they had left it. There were just fields, trees, and sun, Nothing out of the ordinary, and nothing covered in sticky black liquid. Rapunzel eyed them as if she was beginning to regret following them. I swear it was just here, Jack said, looking around in a panic. How am I going to get home? Maybe it's just gotten smaller, Tilly suggested, feeling a little sick again. Let's walk a bit farther in case we're in the wrong place. No, it was definitely here, Jack said, pointing at the fence. Look! They followed to where he was gesturing, and there, flapping in the breeze, was a scrap of gray fluff caught on the fence post. It exactly matched the color of Tilly's jumper. I promised there was something here, Tilly said to Rapunzel. It looked like a rip in the fabric of the world. Maybe it sealed itself over or something? I'm not saying you're making things up, Rapunzel said, backing up the hill again. I'm just saying... But before she could finish her sentence, she was interrupted by a hoarse scream from somewhere nearby. Chapter 18 There's Never Only One Way Home Is someone there? a voice shouted. Help! Please help! Where are you? Tilly shouted back. We can't see you. Tilly! Is that you, Tilly? A different, even more desperate voice called. It's Oscar! I have never been so glad to hear your voice. Thank goodness, Tilly said, a sense of relief washing over her. At least he was here and alive. Where are you, mate? Jack shouted again. I don't know, Oscar called. We can't see anything. The three of them turned around slowly, but there were no other living souls in sight, just fields and trees stretching out around them. Keep talking, Rapunzel shouted into the emptiness, so we can follow the sound of your voice. Oscar started shouting, Tilly, 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 on repeat, and the first voice, which they assumed to be charming, set up a steady wail of woe. They followed the shouts on the edge of the field until it sounded as though they were right on top of the noise. Down here, Oscar shouted. Pay attention, Charming huffed, 
and they all looked down to see a hole in the middle of the grass just a few meters ahead. In the bottom of the pit, almost four meters down, were Prince Charming and Oscar, both looking incredibly cross and sticky. The edges of the hole were dripping with the same black substance that kept turning up all over the fairy tales. Jelly's brain started working overtime. She felt like she had a box of jigsaw pieces, but no time to lay them out neatly and put them together properly. And that was assuming they were all for the same puzzle in the first place. Tilly, Oscar said, I thought I was going to have to spend the rest of my life stuck in this hole with this... this... And Tilly could see him searching for and failing to find a suitable word to describe the prince. Oscar threw his hands up in frustration and just glared at Charming, who stuck his tongue out in response. Oscar looked up at Tilly in desperation. Look at what I've been dealing with. It's not my fault someone left a great hole in the middle of a field, Charming grumped. Honestly, the king around these parts is clearly very neglectful when it comes to land upkeep. Everyone ignored him. How on earth did you end up down there? Jack asked, peering nervously into the narrow pit opening. We came through the crack in the sky, Prince Charming said, and had to leave my beautiful horse behind and walk. On my feet! The walking wasn't the issue, though, Oscar said, rolling his eyes. As soon as we came out of the other side, things started getting super weird. Nothing made any sense. The sky was flickering different colors, like a sunset on fast forward, and we kept seeing people who disappeared, just disappeared, right in front of us. And then, out of nowhere, a wolf walked right up to us and asked if we knew where the three little piggies were, and then I tried to make a break for it to get back to you guys, and I didn't see the edge of this pit and fell straight in, and this guy just barreled straight in behind me. If my young squire had been looking where he was going, Charming said, I am not your young squire, Oscar interrupted, in a voice that suggested it was not the first time he had reiterated this. Rapunzel yawned. I can't say I am particularly interested in why you're there, she said, but these two are eager to get you back, so shall we focus on getting you out? Can we find something to throw down, Tilly asked, looking around. Fine, hang on, Rapunzel sighed as if Tilly had been nagging her for hours. She stepped back, closed her eyes, and screwed her face up in concentration. At once, her hair frizzed as if she'd rubbed a balloon on the top of her head, and then it started growing at an alarming rate. Before long, it was down to the ground and it kept growing and growing. Rapunzel opened her eyes and nodded in satisfaction before pulling a pair of scissors out of her apron pocket and hacking her hair off at the nape of her neck. With a practiced hand, she tied a knot at the top to keep it together, picked up the hair rope, and hauled it over the edge of the hole. Oscar shimmied up and over the side without much fuss, but Charming was looking at the hair rather distastefully. Go on then, Rapunzel said. We haven't got all day. Does this mean I marry you? Prince Charming asked hopefully. That's how it works, isn't it? If I climb up your hair, I can marry you? Rapunzel rolled her eyes. Unless you want me to leave you down there, I suggest you stop talking and climb, she said, bracing herself on her heels as Charming ungracefully scrambled up and onto the grass. Sweaty and sticky and rumpled, he went over to try to kiss Rapunzel's hand. Fair maiden, now that I have rescued you, I humbly ask, hang on there, Rapunzel said. I literally just rescued you, you fool. Mere semantics, Charming said, aiming for a signature Charming grin. 
Rapunzel just yanked her hand away and walked off, leaving Charming in a huff on one knee. Oscar, let's go, Tilly said, opening the book of fairy tales. Now, where are we? She ran her finger down the contents page. Okay, well, there doesn't seem to be a Rapunzel story in here, she swallowed nervously. I'm not quite sure what that means. That's not even any mention of it in the contents. I think it means we're not in this book anymore, Oscar said quietly. I have a horrible feeling that the crack was a sort of gateway between books. I mean, it's not from a story, is it? I've never read Jack in the weird sticky rip in a field, at least. So what do we do? Tilly asked. Perhaps if we just read one of these stories, we'll go back there, right? We could try, Oscar said. But remember in the taxi on the way to the inking ceremony, your grandma said it was dangerous to read yourself from one book to another, didn't she? Yes, you're right, Tilly said resigned. That's definitely what she said. That it was like using a map when you don't know where you're starting from. I remember now. But do we have any other options? Oscar asked nervously. What's the worst that could happen? Well, Tilly said, and began to list things on her fingers. We could vanish from existence, or whatever happened to Jack back in the cottage could happen to us. Or we could get stuck in some sort of eternal loop of this story. Or we could just flat out die horribly. Or we could get sucked into the end papers. Uh, hang on. Tilly paused and tried to let her brain think everything through. Okay, hear me out, she said slowly to Oscar. Could we do what we did in Alice in Wonderland? Travel through the end papers into an underlibrary. Would we go back to London, though? I don't think so, said Tilly. There must be one in France somewhere, right? Presumably in Paris. And this is a book from a French bookshop. Or, even if it's not there... I'd rather be stuck in real-life France somewhere than here. Okay, Oscar said. I trust you, and I promise that I won't hold you responsible if we die gruesomely. Scout's honor. Are you even in the scouts? Tilly asked. Not the point right now, Oscar said, holding his hand up in some approximation of what he thought a scout's honor gesture might be, but ending up with something from Star Trek. And with that, he managed to break the mood and make them smile just enough to give Tilly the courage she needed. Shall we say goodbye to them, Oscar asked, nodding toward the fairy tale characters. Well, Jack and Rapunzel, at least, Tilly said. Charming was sitting, sulking and dirty on a rock, while Jack and Rapunzel were chatting and laughing nearby, ignoring him completely. So we're going to head off, Oscar said. Thanks for helping us out. I hope you managed to get home okay, Jack, Tilly said. I think I've decided I'm going to stay here for a bit, Jack said, smiling at Rapunzel. We might have some fun with some of these princes. Rapunzel needs a witch, and I do love a bit of fancy dress. And fingers crossed the crack in the sky reappears. Or I think of something else. There's never only one way home. What about me, Charming wailed? How do I get home? I don't even have a horse. Why don't you see if you can find a stray prince, Jack suggested kindly. Maybe he can help, or take you home with him? Oi, Charming said, poking Oscar. Are you sure you don't want a job as a squire? You weren't very good at finding the tower, but maybe you could help me find my way home, or at least to another castle, or to another princess. Oscar just gave him a withering look. 
do come and say hello if you're ever around these parts again, Rapunzel was saying to Tilly and Oscar. If you do an owl hoot at the tower, we'll know it's you, and I'll let my hair down. And you don't even have to marry me. The four of them hugged, then Tilly opened the book of fairy tales to the last page. Okay, hold on tight, she said, as Oscar took her hand, and she read the last line, hoping her theory was correct. The End I hope you enjoyed Goodnight Moose, and I can't wait to relax with you again soon. Until then, rest well, have plenty of water, and don't forget to fill your cup of self-care.